As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for tuning in to the Helium Radio Network. You are listening to a rebroadcast of a previously recorded show. Welcome to the Insurance Sucks Podcast. Yeah, we know it sucks. But you have to buy it, and you probably don't have the smarts to figure out what you need or where to find it. That's why you should listen to Eric and Daryl, brought to you by Quotesavage.com. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Insurance Sucks, brought to you by iInsure. Uh, I'm your host, Eric, joined by Daryl Stedham with iInsure. What's up? Yeah. And uh, again, we're broadcasting from the new iInsure studio. So new changes here at the Helium Radio Network, you know, post-pandemic. We have a lovely new sponsor. So we're really happy and thankful for the folks at iInsure um, and bringing you some more insurance podcasts. So as always, follow us on iTunes um, or on heliumradio.com for all the latest episodes. And uh, Daryl, in our last episode, we were talking about um, Senate Bill 76 and some of the new changes that are going to occur in the Senate, as well as potentially rate increases here for homeowners. But I know you had, before we had to break on our last podcast, you had a lot of tips and ideas for savings for homeowners to save money on their homeowners insurance. So I know you've been really itching to uh, share some of those. So why don't you start us off here? Yeah, absolutely. So this is definitely a different tune than the last episode, right? I'm a little more excited. I love saving people money. Um, and giving them those tips. Um, so when it comes to home insurance rates in Florida, they're obviously sky high. It's obviously the problem, but there are some things that you can do um, either in your home or when you're looking for a home to help kind of mitigate those costs, right? So um, the first things first, if you are shopping for a home, shop for a home with a newer roof. I'm talking within the last five years. Uh, that right there can help shave $1,000 off your premium. So why is that five-year mark, uh, mark so important now? Um, mostly because they're, you know, of building codes, but the newer the roof, the less likely there is to be a claim. If there's less, like less of odds to be a claim, uh, then the insurance company would be happier to, to write that policy at a better premium. Um, but you're also looking at not having to replace the roof anytime soon. Um, you know, home insurance companies right now, 10 years, 15 years is about the limit on a roof they're willing to write. Um, so if you, you buy a roof with a 15 year old roof or buy a home with a 15 year old roof, 
um, then you're looking at having to replace the roof within the next five years. Is that something you want to incur? No, of um, course not. But I got a couple questions for you. So, you know, we're in the state of Florida. That's where we're broadcasting from. Is that rule of thumb specific to just Florida or, you know, is that pretty much countrywide? It's really specific to Florida. Um, you know, when people buy like a 50 year uh, shingle, you know, up in Tennessee, um, they can expect that to last for 45 or 50 years. If you buy a 50 year shingle in Florida, well, you've just paid a lot of money for a 20 year shingle. Um, cause they, you know, as much as we want to think they're designed for Florida, they really aren't They're designed for the rest of the country. If you've spent a few summers here, you know, that it's just different down here. And, and that, well, does that apply to just like the shingle tile roofs or, or are we talking like, you know, if I'm buying a house and the roof is less than five years, that rule applies to tile or concrete or metal. So if you have tile, metal or concrete tile, um, you, you should be okay for at least 25 years. As long as the roof is 25 years or newer, you should be all right. Um, again, it's care specific and everything can change, but that's what we're seeing right now. Um, but if you're looking at a shingle roof, especially if it's three tab, you know, the ones that look bricks on the, on the, the roof, right? Um, yeah, I would say 10, 15 years max is what they're going to they're gonna insure you for. But a good rule of thumb to save your money is five years or less. Five years or less. Five years or less. And uh, $1,000 a year adds up. It does. It does. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And then the other thing too, you know, you're looking at, you know, a new home, right? So you've got this five-year old roof. That's, that's where it's a sweet spot. Um, where's the home? Is it in central Florida? Is it in South Florida? Is it in Pinellas County? Um, location matters. And so if you're looking to, you know, get this great home, um, and you don't have to be on the water, don't be on the water. Don't, you're going to pay more. Um, especially if it's an older home. So even if Florida, you know, cause a, a good bulk, like we talked about previously show on past podcasts, a good bulk of Florida is at sea level or slightly above, you know, so a lot of, at least where we're located in the Pinellas, Tampa Bay area is, is a flood zone, at least a good bulk of the city or the area. Right. Um, so does that even matter if they're on the water? I mean, do they pay higher rates, even though they're still potentially could be in a flood zone if they're in the same neighborhood? It does because a home insurance carriers look at distance to coast, right? So the closer you are to cut the coast, the more likely you are to be uh, hit by higher winds during a storm than you would be if you were a little bit further inland. So really it's more based on the storm impact, like a hurricane or a water spout or a tornado or something like that. Right. Cause you're going to get hit with the full force of the storm. Whereas if you were say in, you know, Gainesville, uh, you're never going to see, you know, the full force of a major hurricane. You're I mean, really, you're, you're not. So th that's all taken into consideration. And um, how much does that affect your rates? Are we talking like a couple hundred bucks, a couple thousand? Uh, I mean, thousands a year. Wow. Thousands a year. Like, you know, if you take the same 1,500 square foot home and put them in Ocala versus you put them in Naples, um, the rate's going to be drastically different. I mean, you, you're talking less than $1,000 a year in Ocala versus maybe $3,000 in Naples. For the same house, same identical everything, brand new house, new construction, and they're, it's just all in location. All location. Wow. That's, that's shocking. So if you want to save on home insurance, move inland in the state. That's for sure. That's good advice. Um, the second thing or the third thing now, guys, is it's super important. During your inspection period, once you're already under contract, make sure you get a wind mitigation inspection. This is what insurance carriers use to see what kind of, of uh, you know, 
it's the, the, the windstorm protective devices, right? So, you know, how new is your roof? Do you have, you know, wraps over your trusses connecting the trusses to the house? Are they just toenails? Do you have hurricane impact uh, windows and doors? Um, things like that. All well, of that's important. Also, um, apply to like your outside. So for example, like your air conditioner, if it's on a concrete pad, that's anchored down, that kind of stuff too. Nah, they don't care about so, that. Strictly the house. Strictly, strictly the, the house. house. Okay. For the house. Cause you know, replacing a, a you know, a, an AC unit isn't a big deal. Replacing a roof, that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a lot more expensive. A lot more expensive. And the AC won't fall, you know, it won't usually be outside of your deductible. So you're going to pay for that out of pocket anyway. You know, so the insurance company's not paying for that. So so obviously, if you have a newer home and you have the wind mitigation um, inspection or the survey, you know, done by the home inspector, um, obviously you get a discount then if you have a lot of those devices installed. A, a very big discount so you know it takes into account roof shape so is it a gable roof a flat roof or a hip roof um and it's radio so it's hard to illustrate that to you guys but you can google it and see the difference is it because like a certain type of roof catches breezes or or is easier to be ripped off in a storm is that kind of like what the logic is yeah so gable gable roof is you know the roof that you use you you're used to seeing it comes to a peak with a big flat wall on the side right on the side of the house um Kind of like with a barn, for example. Right, right. And then a hip roof, the roof line is just, you know, above where the wall ends. And it's it's even the whole way around the house. Um, kind of like a box? Kind of like a box. So the gable roof um, is going to be exposed to the wind a lot stronger, um, a lot longer. And it's going to be more likely to be ripped off the house. Whereas a hip roof, you're not getting that uplift effect so much. Um it's more likely to stay on the house and that's what we're looking for there. Um, and then obviously if you have like the straps, like you said, whether they're toenailed or you have straps wrapping the trusses and things like that, like internally, like actually in the, I guess you'd say in the rafters is where that stuff would be. Yeah. So it's where the wall meets the trusses for the roof. Right. So um, do you have toenails, clips, wraps, double wraps? Is it, you know, if you have, if you're in a concrete home, uh, are they structurally bolted to the walls? Uh, all those come into play. Um, I will tell you this, if you're looking at a home that's 2002 or newer, you at least have clips, you probably have wraps. Um, if your home was built in the 90s after 94, you probably only have clips. If your home was built before 1990, you're almost guaranteed to have toenails. Gotcha. So is that something that someone could upgrade or update to save on their, like, so say I, I have an older home built in the fifties and I'm in Florida. I hire an inspector. He comes in and tells me all the stuff that's wrong. Could I hire a contractor to come in and, and wrap a truss or do something extra to help decrease my homeowners? So yes and no, depends on the house. Um, some, some of the older homes here in the state don't, they won't give you, they don't have access to the trusses. Um, so you can't do anything about it. You're kind of just kind of stuck. Um, homes built in the nineties, uh, typically it's, it's, it's so stupid. Um, they'll have the wraps, right. But they only have two nails in the actual wrap itself. Building code wrap is useless. <laughs> right. Building code requires three nails to make it a wrap. So you get that discount. So, so there, there are put in more nails, even if you have the wraps. Right. And they go back and do that. They can go back and do that. If you have the wraps, they'll go, there are people, and businesses that their sole job is to go to these houses and put that third nail into all the the wraps. Man, what a what a what a business model there. And they, I think they charge about nine hundred dollars um, to do that. But you know, over the length of the policy, it can save you several thousand dollars. So, um, just insane. 
So definitely worth looking into, even if you do get a, a mitigation, a wind mitigation report, and it comes back as uh, not having all the things you need, it might be worth looking at or hiring a company to come in and, and kind of retrofit some stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and the biggest question I always get is, you know, why I have hurricane impact windows. And I'm like, well, but do you have this? And that's the one thing that always kind of trips people up. I know we're about to head to a break. So when we come back, I'm going to talk about that one thing people are missing and why they're missing that discount, which is probably one of the bigger discounts we have on insurance policies in Florida. During the break, check out iInsure's website at iInsureNow.com. And we'll be right back. You're tuned in to Insurance Sucks on HeliumRadio.com. I'm your host, Eric Rummel, joined by Daryl Stidham. And uh, check out his company, iInsure. Um, they're a great insurance carrier uh, or policy. Uh, what do you call it? I guess you're an insurance agency. Agency, right? brokerage, superhero, whatever. It's all good. Yeah, you know, you wear a cape. He walks around the office in his lime green suit. So I'm just kidding. He's colorful. <laughs> uh, but it's pretty cool. His office is nice and bright and colorful. So go check it out. Uh, you can check out his website, iinsurednow.com, or visit, what is it, 813? Uh, our phone number is 813-600-5900. And for the, so there's no confusion, it's iinsure like iPhone, not like iinsure like EYE. Yep, right? definitely got to spell that right. Yeah, iinsurednow.com, like iPhone. So before the break, we were talking about, um, you gave us some really great tips on how to save money on your homeowner's insurance. So we had... You know, first one was get a roof five years or, or, or younger, you know, if you can. Um, location matters when you're buying, buying or building a home. Um, making sure that you get a wind mitigation inspection, which is, we learned, very powerful. But before the break, you had mentioned windows or doors. So is there something we need to know about those? Yes. So I have people at least twice a week, they'll come in like, look, I, I just got, you know, hurricane rated windows. I, I, I want to get this discount. I'm like, great. Did you also change out your doors and garage door? And they'll say Ooh, no. Trick question. <laughs> right? They'll say no. I'm like, then you can't get the discount. It's every opening in your home. So that's so, every every window, every door, including the garage door. So for let's let's back up a little bit. So for the folks that don't live in Florida, that could be somewhere out in another part of the country and never live through a hurricane. What is a hurricane rated window, first off? So it's a window that's impact rated up to 120 miles an hour. So if something were to hit the window going 120 miles an hour, the window's not going to shatter open. Okay. It doesn't matter what that is. It could be a pebble or it could be a, a suitcase. It doesn't matter. As long as something hits it, it has to, to be able to retain or, or, or with, uh, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? To resist from breaking. Right. Right. Now, is it foolproof? No, but it gives you better odds. Um, I know several people that have hurricane rated windows. They don't board up. I, I don't blame them. Um, you know, cause if something, something comes through that window, um, a hundred, uh, more than 120 miles an hour, you probably aren't going to be there anyway. Yeah. So my other question then in, in, in that explanation or, or in that description is, uh, taking an existing window, say I have a, a home that's 30 years old. It's not an impact rated window. If I put that film on it, that's not making it hurricane rated. I need to physically replace the window with a newer, more solid structure. 
Yes. Yeah. Now, you would also mention door. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So what is a hurricane-rated door? Same principle? Same principle. Um, the big thing is, especially when you talk about front doors or exterior doors, um, you know, we're used to our front doors opening in, right? Uh, hurricane-rated doors open out. Ah, so... Even even on a new home build, like for example, I just built a home a year ago. My door right. opened in, so that's not a hurricane rated door. That's even not a hurricane rated door. Nope, nope. You uh, you have all all the correct building code on your roof. You know, it's it's it, the shingles meet the code. You probably have wraps. In fact, I know you have wraps. Um, well, there's steel I beams in the walls that they they went out of their way to point that out when we bought the house. They pour they put I beams and wrap the rafters to those and then pour concrete around it for hurricane protection. Right. So you have all that good stuff, but your windows still need to be boarded up. Well, I know it's code. I live in a, in a county called Manatee. And here we have those. They look like giant corrugated metal cheese graters. You know, I don't yeah. Know. yeah, I've had those before. They, they give us those for their custom fit for all of our windows and doors. So that's our quote unquote protection from a storm. So when we get notice a hurricane's coming, we board up all of our windows and doors with those. Right, which which tells me flat out that your windows and doors aren't hurricane rated because you had they gave you those instead because it's cheaper for the builder to give you those those metal shutters than it is to put in hurricane windows and doors. Good to know. Okay. So, so what about um, garage doors? How how do we know if we have a garage or a hurricane rated garage door? Oh, uh, some some models will have a there'll be a, a steel beam off to the side next to the garage door. And okay. there'll be a metal plate right in the middle on the floor in your garage. And that's where that beam is supposed to go. And it will attach to your door. And what that does is keep the wind from blowing in the garage door, right? Oh, okay. Good to know. Mm -hmm. That's some models. I think there are some newer models that are just, they're, they're built reinforced. So they won't blow in. Um, but either way, um, again, the garage door does play a factor in getting that, that mitigation discount. Oh, good to know. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense. So, Obviously, if someone just replaces their windows, like they remodel or upgrade their house, if they've not done the doors or the garage, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like they may get some some better insulation value, you know, from getting thicker windows and, and get better AC or insulation. But really, they're not fully hurricane protected. Not at all. Not at all. And what does that discount typically run? Is that a sizable discount if you have those those prevention methods for your doors? I mean, you're looking at between a 20 and 30 percent discount, uh, depending on the carrier. Oh, wow. That's pretty sizable. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's substantial. And I, I, you know, like I said before, I, I've I heard it before. I just paid $20,000, put new windows in my house. I want this discount. I'm like, yeah, I can't give it to you because you didn't do the doors. 
So what is, I mean, if you think about that, it might be cost prohibitive to even do that because if you spend $20,000 on windows, you're probably still gonna have to spend another 10 or 20 for a garage door and exterior doors too. It, you know, it's possible, but um, you know, you're looking at a couple of things. You're looking at, you know, the discount on the insurance, you're looking at energy efficiency. Uh, you're looking at noise reduction in your home, which is always nice. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's a lot, that, uh, there's a lot of play. If you're just going to do it to get the discount on the insurance, probably not worth it. Go get like storm shutters installed. That'd be a less expensive way to do it. Um, now do those count as, as a discount? Yes. Oh, okay. Good to know. Yes. So do so, I get discounts for the, the, those metal plates or no? Yes, you do. Oh, cool. Okay. Yep. Yep. They're on your insurance. Awesome. Good to know. See, right. that's why you're my agent. That's why I'm your agent. That's, I know what I'm doing. It's weird. <laughs> so obviously hazard, you know, or, you know, at least windows and doors are really um, important to protecting, you know, and like you said, if something hits your house at 120 miles an hour, chances are there's not going to be much left after it hits your house at 120 miles an hour. So <laughs> yeah, just evacuation at that point, you know, you just head for the hills. Let, let it but, go. Yeah, let it go. Yes, we have insurance for but uh, talk to me about hazards. I know you said like there's a lot of things people don't consider when it comes to like pets or children or having stuff in your yard. Trampolines. Let's start there. Oh, God. How many funny YouTube videos have you seen where there's a hurricane and a, uh, it blows away and lands in a neighbor's yard and he has a new trampoline? <laughs> blows away a neighbor's yard. You know, a neighborhood kids are jumping out, fall and break their leg. I, it, it's... it's um. I, and to be fair, like it was maybe a week or two ago, the first time I've had a trampoline come up on a home insurance application in years. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I can't write you. No insurance carrier wants to do a trampoline or a diving board or a pool slide or things like that. They don't want them. They don't want to touch them. And then I saw an advertisement for a backyard zip line for kids. Are you freaking kidding me? Why would you have a zip line in your yard anyway? That just sounds like an accident waiting to happen. Oh, it is. It is. It's terrible. Um, I, so before you put in that trampoline or that zip line for your kid um, or that pool slide, consult with your insurance agent um, because you could result in you being canceled, non-renewed, a claim not being paid. Um, you know, there's a few things out there. Uh, no outdoor appliances, please. No, no rusty fridge on the side of the house. That's also bad. What about grills? Are they hazards? Uh, I'm sure they are, but, uh, we don't care about those, you know, but why would people have, I guess, I mean, maybe on a back patio, like why would someone have a fridge outside of their house? But Hey, <laughs> people do weird things. You haven't spent much time in Georgia. Yeah, that's true. I haven't. Or Texas. <laughs> now, well, I guess I have a, a, a question on that one then. So obviously those are unattached appliances just sitting outside. What about like an outdoor kitchen that has a mini fridge? Is that considered an appliance? It is, but it's within the confines of what we would guess an outdoor kitchen, and that's okay. Oh, okay. And what we're looking yeah. for, we're really looking for like the fridge or like, you know, a dishwasher sitting on a front porch. Uh, it shouldn't be there. Holding up the porch leg or something. Most likely, yeah, from some of the pictures I've seen. Okay. What, what about, so you mentioned trampolines, but what about like, uh, like swing sets and jungle gyms and things like that? Are those considered hazards? Those are all fine. Those are all fine. Yeah, we're really, it, it's really like, you know, the high risk, you know, items out there in the world that people think they're fun, they want to buy. And you know, if that's your idea of a good activity, go for it. But it is not what the insurance company wants to insure. That makes sense. I mean, uh, the whole name of the game, I guess, is reducing liability. So if you have something, 
easy to get injured on, then they don't want to insure it. Reduce liability, reduce risk. Think of all the scary things that can happen. And, yeah, I, mean, I, and the, I have the sweetest dog on the planet and I, I get nervous when I always hear stories about dog bites, you know what I mean? And things like that. So we made sure to ensure you never know, just in case something happens, like a stray dog wanders on our property and attacks our dog or someone wanders on the property and she feels like she needs to protect us. You know, people don't think about things like that. No, no. And your, your golden doodle is just a sweetheart. I mean, I, I love the fact that you have to be cared like a baby. I think that's, you know, <laughs> fantastic. You're, you're more likely to get licked to death before you get bit <laughs> or attacked. That's, that is 100% accurate. But you do have that liability on your policy. And the fun thing is it doesn't cover just, you know, your dog. If you have a neighbor who's walking his dog on your property and that dog bites another neighbor, well, you're still liable. That's insane to me. That's crazy. Yeah, we'll talk to John Morgan about that one. Um, <laughs> but you're still you're still liable, so your policy will still cover you um, because the neighbor's dog bit someone else on your property. It's good to know, and people don't think about that, you know, and, and at all. I mean, a lot of people don't think about that. Like, I live on a corner lot, and I for I probably at least five times a day have people walking their dogs in my yard. Yeah, uh, just because I'm on a corner, and that's where the dog, you know, happens to decide he wants to go to the bathroom, and they're in my yard, and it doesn't bother me because we walk our dog in our neighbor's yards. But it makes me nervous when I think like, what if somebody trips? What if somebody falls? What if somebody, you know, whatever could happen, you know? Yeah, you never know. And that, that's that's the whole point of insurance, right? Protect you from the unknown. Yep. So. Absolutely. Well, do you have any other tips um, for us before we wrap up? Um, yeah. So if you're looking for a new home or you have a home and you're looking at getting and you need flood insurance for the mortgage or you want flood insurance and you're in a flood zone, make sure you have an elevation certificate. What's that? So that is a survey done on the ground to tell me, tell the insurance agent uh, how high above the base flood or how low below the base flood elevation that you are. Um, and that impacts rates. Oh, okay. Um, I, think it, yeah, I think the the county made us raise our lot up a certain height when we built here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they will because they're, they're a managed community and the newer communities are doing that, which is great, but there's a lot of old houses here um, and around the country um, that they're they're old like i'll give you an example i was working to insure a house in dunedin which is a local town near us and uh it was a house built in 1972 it was slab on grade um it was selling for a million dollars but the home itself was you know worth about two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars. it was 14 feet below the base flood elevation oh my gosh and it cost fifty three thousand dollars a year to insure for flood insurance that is insane. Whereas if it had been elevated to 14 feet, now obviously in 1972, they didn't do that. But if the new houses around it were all elevated, uh, if it had been elevated to 14 feet, the insurance might have been a grand. So literally the only way to do it is either pay the rates or tear the house down and rebuild it. Yes. That's insane. Welcome to Florida. Pay for That's the sunshine. Insane. That's crazy. But I mean, it's things you don't think about like that. Because who would have thought to ever look at that when you buy that house? Nobody. They're like, oh, I like the house in a good neighborhood. It's a great price. Let me go ahead and get it. Well, that's, that's also why you need to have a good real estate agent who's going to do that for you and say, hey, just so you know, this is in a flood zone and, and that rate could be anywhere between $600 a year to $60,000 a year. We don't know until we get that certificate. Yeah. And that's the thing that a lot of Northerners that are moving here probably aren't thinking of either. You know, they're, they're selling their home, trying to get out of the cold weather or save on taxes and they don't realize you know that that the insurance here can be killer depending on the flood zone 
Right. And you don't know. And there's a lot of homeowners that don't have the elevation certificate because they've owned the home for 30 years. They never needed it. Um, but if you're buying a new home, you know, that, that home, you need it. And, uh, you know, you have to get an engineer out there, a surveyor out there, and they, they run between, you know, two and $400. It's crazy. I mean, I think it's always good and important to have a survey, at least if you know one currently, like, I, I mean, case in point, I have a friend of mine who lives in the area here and they just spent the better part of three months re-landscaping their entire yard themselves. So they put, um, they have a, a back patio and a, a, with a pool and then what we call here locally a cage, you know, like a bird cage, a screened enclosure around it. And they wanted a little bit more privacy because a lot of their foliage over the years has like died or it just doesn't fit in their yard anymore. So they planted a bunch of bushes um, in the vicinity of their patio, all the way around their back patio and their side yard and their front yard. After they spent a ton of money and three months doing it themselves, the 70, I think he said she's, or no, excuse me, 93 year old neighbor that lives next door walked over and said, hey, I think you planted all those bushes on my property. No. And that's exactly what he said. No, they're on my property. They're right here. So now he's having to go back because the home was built 30 years ago. Nobody has a current survey. He has to go out of his own pocket, hire an, you know, a surveyor to come out, mark the property lines, do an actual survey so that he can prove to his neighbor who's now getting nasty about it, that those are, that they're his bushes on his property, not on hers. Why can't people just mind their own business? Yeah. Well, I mean, not to sound insensitive, she's 93. But what does she care? I mean, like, I mean, they're, they're bushes. I'm sure they look fine. Why, why bother? And if he's yeah. willing to take care of that yard, then so be it. Yeah. But the thing is, nobody's property line is that close. I mean, you don't, even in Florida, you don't have, I mean, they're a foot outside of his, his screen enclosure. So they're, I mean, yeah, there's no way. Two feet from the edge of his patio. So they're on his property, clearly. But he's having to get a, a survey to pay for it to prove that they're not. And I'm like, that's just insane to me. Yeah, but no. That's that's the nature of the, the business. You know, when you don't have a valid survey, like you said, get a survey. Oh, and for all you people out there up north and around the country listening and thinking that you want to move to Florida, homeownership in Florida is just a gift that keeps on giving. Oh, absolutely. It's a whole another level. <laughs> so, so do yourself a favor, rethink that idea. Maybe, maybe go to Texas. Oh, maybe not Texas. How about, how about Arizona? Arizona is good. Yeah. There's, there's a reason why we keep showing up in the news. Like a Florida man does something crazy yeah. or all the crazy people move to Florida. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just, you know, think about it. Look at the bright side, Daryl, for you, that's job security because crazy people need insurance too. And their rates are usually high. So yeah, I'm in. <laughs> well again this has been another episode of, of insurance sucks brought to you by iinsure check out their website iinsurenow.com i like the iphone not eye and uh daryl what's your phone number one more time that's 813-600-5900 813-600-5900 and as always you can catch us on heliumradio.com or itunes or wherever you listen to your podcast thanks for tuning in until next time Thank you for listening to Helium Radio. The views expressed by show hosts or their guests are their own and should not be construed in any way as advice from Helium Radio. 
We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our website. Personal perspectives expressed by producers, writers, and editors will always be presented as such. Any rebroadcast or retransmission without the express written consent of Helium Radio is strictly prohibited. Thanks for listening. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.